Hello, and welcome to the Financial Emancipation Podcast. I'm your host, Malik Branch, and this is a daily podcast discussing the ways in which you can walk towards your financial emancipation, getting free from the burden of your finances. Happy Friday. Again, for those of us in the challenge, we only have a few more days left, three more days left to get through the April 30-day No Shopping Challenge. You've done really well thus far. You've just got to get through this weekend and you are on your way. So congratulations for that. I know when we started the challenge, it seemed like it was so long and 30 days was like a really long time. But look at that. We're almost done. So shout outs to everyone who's in the challenge. And for those of you who didn't do the challenge but are interested, stay tuned because we're going to do another challenge shortly. So today I want to go over, because it's Friday, I want to go over a few questions that I received um, throughout the week. And um, this is also something I'm going to be doing every Friday, which is just kind of giving back, uh, giving feedback on questions that I've been asked all throughout the week. So if you have any questions that you'd like me to address on the podcast, feel free to send me an email at Malik, M-A-L-I-E-K, at thefinancialemancipation.com. Again, that's Malik, M-A-L-I-E-K, at thefinancialemancipation.com. So one of the first questions I got this week was about whether was whether or not you, if you don't have any children or any dependents, should you spend money on life insurance? And so um, it's interesting because it, there's been, there's, there's some different, people have different conventional wisdom on this. Um, my answer to that is that you should absolutely spend money on life insurance. The extent and the amount of life insurance that you have and that you carry varies. Um, it's similar to, you know, if you have a car that is, that is um, that doesn't require like full coverage, you don't just buy full coverage just because, right? You buy the like the car insurance that's, that goes with the car that you have. And so for yourself, if you're a person who is, is single, doesn't have any dependents, any children, um, anyone who is kind of dependent upon your income to survive, then your amount of life insurance that you carry can be limited to an extent of a, a policy that you can be buried with. And so um, I've actually I saw another person online say that if you do not have any children and all of you should not carry life insurance. That, in fact, is not true. Burial costs are very expensive. And unless you have a, a plan that includes, um, you know, no, no interaction with a funeral home, none of that, which is very challenging, then you will have, there will be a cost associated with that. And, you know, you want to have money allocated for that life insurance, particularly a $10,000 policy, that's a burial policy can be very inexpensive. Um, you can get sometimes those policies for less than $20 a month. Um, and so they're really, it's really worth it to ensure that, those who will be left behind, whether even though they're not your children or people who were necessarily dependent upon you, but your loved ones should not be left with a financial burden on top of the fact that you've passed on. So having a life insurance, yes, even if you don't have a whole lot of people dependent upon you, you should absolutely carry a basic um, burial coverage life insurance policy, which can be very inexpensive if you if you work somewhere and you can that has a credit union, you can go through your credit union and receive it. And it's very um, inexpensive. So the answer to that question is yes, everyone should have life insurance. The scale of the life insurance you carry is related to who, who you are financially in respect to other people in your life. 
So you could be someone who doesn't have children and doesn't have any dependents, but there are people in your life who are financially dependent upon you. And um, therefore you would want to have enough life insurance to cover those people if that's what you would want to do. But at a very bare minimum, if you are a person who does not have any dependents or any children or husband, you should at a minimum have a burial policy for yourself. Um, So that was a question that I received this week. Another question I was asked, um, and I mentioned this before, but I was asked again, interestingly enough, was about your, um, about retirement. Uh, but this question was a little bit different. The question was, um, is there, is there any time for which I should, um, in order to save money, reduce my contribution to my retirement? And so the answer to that is absolutely not. (laughs) Your retirement should always be your priority. So I always say there there are five fundamental ways to walk towards your financial emancipation. And there are three basic things that you must do to maintain financial emancipation. You must contribute to your retirement. You must contribute regularly to your savings and you must manage your debt. Those are the three things. The contribution to your retirement is your long-term financial freedom. Because when you are unable to continue to work and earn money, your retirement is what will sustain you. And if at this point, that time comes when you're 65, but you live until you're 90, that's a lot of years of not working and a lot of money you need to survive. So you should always contribute to your retirement. And there is no time when you should reduce your contribution to your retirement to save money. Um, you know, you should not overcommit to anything. I always say that about any savings or any, anything you do that doesn't make money, you should never overcommit, but the goal should always be to increase and eventually max out on your contributions to your retirement rather than reducing them. It's not wise to do that. Your retirement is a sacred thing and you need it. You will need it. And the other part about that, that people don't consider as it relates to their retirement funds is that you are thinking of the idea that you will be here to benefit. So then you decide to make decisions about it um, to say, oh, well, I don't need it or I can borrow against it or I can do these things, right? But the reality is that your retirement, particularly if you have children, your retirement is there to substitute income that you may have made if you're no longer alive. And so your contribution to your retirement is important. In addition, if you retire and you are well and healthy that's one thing, but there's a lot of times where you, people do not assume that, you know, you could retire earlier than you planned or retire at the same time you planned, but not be in good health and not be able to just kind of float around, make a little extra money, or you may require a lot more care that may not be covered by government um, subsidies for el- for the elderly, and you may need to have that retirement money there. So retirement is not just, oh, the money you think you're going to need. So you, when you retire, but it's, it's a sustaining thing. Like you, you need to be able to sustain yourself through old age. And uh, quite often, a lot of people do not think about that way or plan for it. So you should not reduce your contribution to your retirement in order to save money. You should find other ways to save money. And saving money is also very essential and as essential as your contribution to your retirement. And so you should not, you know, put off one for the other. There's, that's not a trade-off that's necessary. So the answer to that question is, you know, um, I'm not a fan of ever adjusting anything as it relates to your your retirement because your retirement is such a necessary function of your long-term financial freedom. 
So that those are the two questions I was asked this week. Um, and if you, again, if you have questions and you want to ask them of me, feel free to send me an email, um, Malik at the financial com. So thank you for joining me today. Um, Again, if you're part of the the challenge, the April 30-day No Shopping Challenge, when we get to Monday, it'll be our last day. So send me your comments, feedback, and everything because we're going to wrap up the the challenge. We're going to wrap it up this week. um, Next week, we're going to wrap it up on Tuesday, on May 1st. We're going to talk about it, talk about all the ins and outs. So send me your feedback, your comments. Um, If you haven't already done so, head on over to Instagram and follow me at Financial Emancipation. Follow me on Twitter at FIN Emancipation. Follow me on Facebook at Financial Emancipation. And Facebook is where we have the Facebook group. Join the group. Uh, make sure you're there because we're doing a lot of commentary on the challenge. Um, folks are really giving their own assessments of how the financial challenge, the financial shopping challenge has gone for them. So please head on over there and join the Facebook group at Financial Emancipation. And this week, we had a great bunch of conversations in the group and we'll continue to do so, um, have co- have those conversations and kind of like a follow up to the podcast in the group next week. So thank you so much for joining me today. Um, I hope you enjoyed listening today. I hope you have a great weekend and I hope you'll be back next week as we continue to discuss the ways in which you can walk towards your financial emancipation, getting free from the burden of your finances. Have a great day.